Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and today we're going to talk about the hot topic of misinformation. Enjoy. Sometimes you have these points in your life that are like, before this, this is how it was. And after this, this is how this was. And this year has kind of started that for me. Like, January, February has been like a little bit of a marker in my life of before and after. And part of that is just watching what is happening in the world around me. And part of that is coming to terms with the ridiculousness that I have become. (laughs) That feels just fantastic to say. So there's a lot of conversation over the past two years about misinformation And I'm going to take the miss off of it, and I'm just going to call it information. I'm not going to label it true or false. I'm going to call it information. The tricky thing about information is we don't usually pause to see where someone's information comes from so that we can critically think through what that information means. And this is something that I just have been massaging my temples gently and trying to get my brain to function through ideas lately. I feel very stuck. And I think it's because I was running off of programming for a long time. I just had kind of gut reactions to things because that's what they said to think or feel. And to slow down and to listen and to think through things is hard work. (laughs) It is challenging. Um, And it's challenging too, because at the same time, when you are questioning things so that you can better understand them, at this particular point in our history, you are now going to be called something that's probably unkind or triggering or whatever. Um, To ask questions makes you automatically a part of this group or that group. How dare you question? And I think of myself as being, you know, a fairly liberal person. I do think that people need to have some ownership of what's going on in their life, that we're not just the victims of our circumstance. I'm saying that out loud and realizing that I'm having to kind of get back to that way of thinking because I have kind of wandered away from it. So I would like to talk about the miss or the information from the standpoint that I've been reflecting on it with everything that's going on. There have been a couple of things that have kind of, I'm just earmarking 
I had the thought just scrolling through and seeing what people are sharing on Instagram. When my son was diagnosed with autism, there was a big group of people who were just very anti-vaccine, who were 100% sure that the vaccines had caused their child's autism, um, that there were chemicals in the food, that there was, you know, there was all this list of things that had caused the autism to occur. And you were either in that camp or not. And then as I got a little bit older, I dabbled in the veganism. And you were either in veganism or you were not. And I think that the general population, though they may feel that they are more drawn to one tribe or another, I feel like you all are currently experiencing what I experienced as a child, having a child diagnosed with autism. Half of the people are saying, vaccines are poison, don't do that to your body, here's the reason why, you don't need to do these things, and the other half are like, 100%, you need to do ABA therapy. I mean, so ABA was created in not great circumstances, and it's literally how we train dogs instead of how we should treat human beings, and people died creating these things. But, you know, that's what we have available, so do the ABA. That got a little ranty. (laughs) But I feel like I'm looking at the world and just seeing this pattern of what I saw when I entered the world of autism. This division, this I'm I'm 100% right, you're 100% wrong. This is how it is. And the information is not based off of studies. It's not based off of things. It's based off of systems that are created and put in place. And it's based off of... Um, one person's experience that they were able to, um, my favorite is quote unquote, cure their child from autism. So now everyone's flocking to that because they are scared. Welcome to what my life has been. I am sure that you've experienced this in other ways too. It's just, I have been working and thinking through And trying to do what's best for me and what's best for my child for a long time. And when I'm told what you believe, what you have found to be true for you and your child is misinformation. You did it wrong. That's very, it's hard not to take that personally. It's hard to realize that the intervention that everyone applauds me for participating in with my child has probably caused more damage to my child. It's scary that we're seeing these things happen, but it's on such a big scale. I also think about this from the standpoint of someone who is finally healing, recovered from an eating disorder after 20 years. Did you know that statistically eating disorders are the second most fatal mental illness, second only to opioid overdose? Every 52 minutes, someone dies 
from some connection to their eating disorder. And yet, the internet is full of information about diets. Most eating disorders begin because of diets, because of diet culture, because of what our body is supposed to look like and what our children and we are told and sold on what we're supposed to be. This is where it gets tricky. Um, I've been using this phrase a lot. This is where the rubber meets the road for me. Do I wish that someone had gone through YouTube and erased and removed and put warnings on all of the information about diets? So I would have never tried all of those diets. I mean, maybe. I do want to be babied, maybe. I do want to be treated like less than an adult. I want to be infantilized. Can't say that word. It's, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I want to be treated like a child who can't tell what's right and wrong for them. Maybe I want more guidance. But I think that that comes from learning critical thinking skills. I think that comes from having established relationships where you can say, I'm on this diet, and somebody can say, I don't think that's a good idea. And instead of getting offended or hurt or rushing to the people who said the diet was great because you've idealized them and their plans, that you could actually listen and say, why do you think it's not great? I think that we have been overly coddled. I think that access to partial information that we then consider to be truth, the whole truth, all of our truth, is just the underrooting of what is happening to our country. In our country, to our families, to our schools, to our neighborhoods, this that was big. That felt really dramatic. Just just saying. It felt really dramatic. <laughs> I There's no personal responsibility there. There's no resilience there. There's no taking ownership of your own shit there. I'm thinking back to previous podcast episodes. Like I've had years of this path towards needing to be identified, needing answers, needing something to hold on to instead of recognizing that I could stand without having something to hold on to. And maybe that's just part of the journey. Maybe that's part of the path is like, are you going to be the kind of person who decides they want to grow up and move forward? Or are you going to be the kind of person who's begging and pleading with Spotify to put warnings on misinformation and begging and pleading with YouTube to put warnings on misinformation? I don't know who those warnings protect. Which then circles me to cancel culture. I can promise you that nobody has this figured out. And the only way to learn is by making mistakes. The only plus side that I took away from my guru dives 
was learning that failure leads to growth. But then cancel culture rolled around and taught us that a mob could come after you and destroy your entire life if you don't bend a knee to what they say is right. And what they say is right might make sense one day, like let's say a person of color is now protected and holier and better. And then three days later, because that person doesn't follow the script, they are now attacked and canceled. My brain cannot compute, I cannot keep up with what the expectations are. And the past two years of isolation, not being able to have conversations with people that felt like you could share all that and realize either you're a total boob and you've got really ridiculous ideas and somebody could kind of bounce you back to center a little bit or that maybe you are onto something, which then has become me creating this podcast to talk to myself (laughs) to try to bounce that back. I was telling a friend earlier today that I have this image in my mind now that I'm, I'm at a bowling alley and I have the kitty bumper rails up. And when I bowl very poorly, which is always, the ball hits those bumper rails and bounces back and kind of is keeping me in center. I respect the bumper rails for being there for now. But at some point, I think we actually have to grow the fuck up. Good luck to all of us. It was salty today. That was salty today. Um, But I do actually feel like super optimistic because... I recognize something in myself that I lost somewhere along the way um, or retired somewhere along the way. And I'm feeling very empowered for the onward and upward of life at this moment. So on your journey, um, man, good luck out there. Try to recognize the coddling. It's not easy, and I I feel very mixed emotions about recording a podcast at this point because of a, another conversation I had. Like, I, I see the arc. I see the growth happening, and so I want to keep recording so that it's not like this is the part of me that's frozen in time in a podcast out there. <laughs> I want people to know that, th- that there's an arc. If you think you've got yourself 100% figured out, honey, you still got a lot of life to live. And a lot of lessons to learn. You do not have it figured out. I recommend you find a therapist. Not insta-therapy, not a life coach, not a guru book. I recommend you find a real-life therapist who can say... No, you don't have an anxious attachment. No, it's not real anxiety. You're experiencing adjustment disorder right now because the world is weird. But that's something that we can work through. Um, My 
note to the world is that one of my bumper rails that I cannot wait to remove is just the seeking of identity through insta therapy <laughs> as my favorite um creator calls it um i will also be sure to not idealize her or her thoughts i just appreciate and i know i've said this before i just appreciate people like david goggins who kind of smack me back to reality and i let myself wander for a little too long and it's time to get back to it so thank you for listening if you made it through the entire rantiness that is um, this podcast episode, I hope that you leave with, if nothing else, the chance to maybe contemplate your own ideas and labels. Until next time, probably just stay salty. I think it's a salty season right now. Be salty. Bye.